I've got about ten seconds to tell you how to get two-for-one tickets for top draw comedy nights near you thanks to our friends at the TV channel Dave at absoluteradio.co.uk. Also, I've got to tell you about how you can win prizes while you're there too. I've run out of time, though. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. I think that I shall never see a poem lovely as a tree. Welcome to the Not The Weekend podcast. Um, I am Frank Skinner. Hello. Well, I wasn't introducing myself to (laughs) you, you buffoon. That was Gareth. You made it sound like you were Frank Skinner. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. in a way we all are. Well, yeah. And that was was Emily. And uh, we're sitting in the basement studio, which we've never really been down here before, but I I kind of like it. It's very Bond villain's lair. I just worry that someone's going to come in and say the war's over, (laughs) and then we're all allowed to smoke because Hitler's killed himself. It's got that kind of feel to it. But... um, and as for that, and I, the first thing I said, well, what about the Alsatian? I'm afraid he took that with, oh, you, why kill the dog? People are saying, why kill the dog? That's how you know how popular you are. When people say, why the dog? <laughs> Didn't have to kill the dog. The girlfriend, yeah, okay, because she could talk the dog. Although if that dog had been not been killed by yeah. Hitler, and say if the Russians had got there and they'd got hold of Hitler's dog, they would have been beastly to it. Well, then it would have had puppies, you know. It, it would have ended in tears. I don't think it would have lived that long. I'd have had puppies. One of them would have, you know, been sneaked out and uh, would probably now be running some political party in in, um, in Eastern Europe. Mm. And so yeah. perhaps it's for the best. He was right to kill the dog looking back. He, he, he's actually, his last act was probably his best act ever, kill the Alsatian. We're going to get loads of complaints now. I think we should move Oh, wait, on. no, but aren't, isn't the BMP do really well embarking? <laughs> oh, well, it's all made a sort of sense. What yeah. you've got there, you've got that's a sort of kit joke. All the ingredients are there, and you just put it all together yeah. like a fabulous flat pack. Mm. Very airfix. So, you've been uh, not a stranger to the recording studio of late, Gareth, am I right? No, I've been in, this, in, the, in the studio this week recording some, some, some of my songs. Laying down some tracks. Laying down some tracks, some beats. <laughs> mm. Yeah. I'm less sure about the beats. Um, I went, I've been recording some of my songs, because in my Edinburgh show this year, I'm going to do stand-up, and then I'm going to do songs between the stand-up. And so I thought I'd record the songs. Wouldn't and it then be I better could, to um, do stand-up in between the songs? Yes. Stand-up between... Yeah, no, it is called, it's called stand-up between songs, so you're right, the stand-up is between the songs. Well. OK. Yeah. So how many songs uh, did you record? Um, four, and then we're going to do another one. I think there's going to be four songs in the show, and so then I'm five, going to do five all together. Yeah, that's but well done. Mm. Oh, okay, <laughs> <laughs> and it was it was good fun. It was quite weird because I'm like working with someone else. Some of the songs came out how I wouldn't have imagined how they would come out. Were you like, working with, with Marky e. Smith? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, oh, you, you didn't imagine they'd mm. come out. So um, you know my song Dave the Fridge. Have you heard that song? You know oh that, yeah, right? Dave the Fridge. I I, I think. <laughs> Personally, I think it's your best work, oh, up to date. Hmm. Mm. Well, you haven't heard some of the others. No. But um, that came you out... You sound a bit odd on this, actually. I, I don't know if it's... Uh, you sound like you are got your head in a biscuit tin. Yeah. Uh, you haven't, have you? Wait, let me check. I don't think so. We do no. sound odd in the basement. Yeah, but, OK. It's the altitude. It's the way things are in We're, we're dropping there. hints at the, at the moment to the producer that there's a sound problem, but she's just looking mm. at us. You know what... You know when you look at a dog and it just looks at you? <laughs> it's that kind of thing. But we'll just carry on. We'll carry on with that. Or, like, you know when a cat falls off something and is a bit embarrassed? Yes. Do you know that look? Oh, you my know, God, yes. <laughs> you know I when know a mongoose look. is envious? <laughs> yes. 
Very envious. That's <laughs> about all the animal <laughs> scenarios I do now, so don't, don't push it any further. Anyway, so David. Oh, Bridge. I think I know when a horse oh. is subdued. <laughs> I know that. Um, Dave the Fridge came out a bit like Morrissey. Did it? Yeah. It's quite odd. Um, I did, there's one It's going to be very frustrating for our listeners that don't know the song Dave the Fridge. Yeah. Well, are they, will they be commercially available? Yeah, I think so. There's a way you can put stuff on iTunes. It's called Artists Without a Label, because I'm, I'm not signed yet. If there's any record labels listening... Mm. Don't cheapen yourself. No. Yeah, I mean, you know, don't beg on air, for no. God's sake. That's my job. That reminded me of when I, uh, I interviewed Tara Palmer Tompkinson. <laughs> she asked for free La Perla underwear. I mean, in a brazen... That wasn't that time on your show, the infam- that interview, as I believe it's called. Um, yes. I tried to find that, and that you can't get it on YouTube. I think her people have, have taken oh. it down. Okay. I don't mean her La Perla underwear. <laughs> <laughs> they may have taken that down, but they've, they've kept that behind closed doors, and quite rightly. Uh, well, and, and is, is any any other news from the recording studio, or, or is... Um, no. Okay, so <laughs> we've started off with a Gareth doubt of some uh, of some high quality. <laughs> I'm putting it right up there with uh, the tale of Beowulf. <laughs> Another song turned out quite reggae, but <laughs> he's just going to keep coming back. This is the sequel you know, to Beowulf. <laughs> That's the problem. Pardon? <laughs> Nothing. Okay. Oh. I think that's a fair summary. <laughs> I've been in the recording studio myself of late. Oh yeah. Um, yes, recording. Um, well, what we've done, we've, we've done a re-recording of, um, you know, Three Lions, the football I song. I know it well. Yeah, we did a, a re-recording of, of that. Oh, how's it gone? Well, it's um, it sounds a bit like the first one in parts. Yeah. And then absolutely nothing like it in others. There's a woman on it who's got the highest voice I think I've ever heard in my life. Mm-hmm. She could never advertise films. <laughs> you know, that, that bloke. She, she's yeah. really, I can't do an impression. Is it Catherine Jenkins? Because I know you're a big fan of hers. It's not, I couldn't possibly be in a recording studio with Catherine Jenkins without fainting with fr- fear and fright. There's a terrible smell of sulphur about um, <laughs> Catherine Jenkins, as if she might have recently slipped from the flames of hell. Oh, God. Um, I heard that her last five boyfriends all committed suicide within two weeks from splitting up. <laughs> Frank, can we just say that didn't actually? No, that happen. didn't. That didn't happen. I made that up. But uh, they took I, the dogs I, with them as well. Yeah, they did. They did. Yeah, the dogs begged for it. Well, they were pursued. They were pursued by uh, by Catherine's hellhound <laughs> to the grave. Wow. Yeah, I I, I didn't really st- I didn't realise I was watching Catherine Jenkins presenting a daytime television mm. program about World War Two. Mm. I started to wonder, you know, when you watch something which is so odd on television, you think, <laughs> is this just on my telly? <laughs> you know, like in comic books when like Brainiac or Lex Luthor make the telly go fuzzy or the Joker, and then yeah. they appear and say, "Citizens of Gotham." <laughs> It was a bit like that. Mm. She came on, I thought she was going to address me directly, but she had that, you know, that stare that she has, that can imagine you could sort of lean forward and fall into the sort of syrupy pool that was her eyes. Yeah. And then um, wake up in some sort of terrible haunted house on fire. Lying next to her and her black heart. Yes. I'm, I'm not saying that she is Lucifer. <laughs> But I'm saying Just that she's she, got that sort of vibe about her. Yeah, I'm saying that she she hangs out with him quite possibly. <laughs> They've dated. It yeah. didn't work out. 
He but went to Hello magazine. She's, you know, she's got a, a, I mean, it's quite an attractive manifestation at the minute, but it is an attractive, do you know what I mean? Mm. It's, it's beauty dressed as terror. <laughs> so what was her take on World War Two? Was she, um... She was all against? for it. Yeah. I, I mean, that was it. The mask completely slipped, and she said she'd like to have seen more casualties if possible. I was horrified. I'd like to know more about what happened in the studio, please, the recording studio, which well, I don't believe she was in. No, no, Catherine wasn't there. This was a woman who uh, just had a very high voice, and she starts off going, It's coming home! It's coming home! <laughs> and then another bit that goes, Ah, it's coming! <laughs> um, no, uh, I can't do it, you see, that's yeah. my but, um And yeah, was Dave there as well? Dave was there. Because um, I love Dave and adore him, as you know. But he's not... You've actually got not a bad voice. Thank you very much. Um, I know what's coming next Dave, now. No, I have to be honest. Dave, I, I can't say the same of. It's not his strong suit singing, I don't think. No, I, I think you're probably... I think it I know would, what you mean. I think it gave, I, I, but I, I think, love him on the record. I just don't, yeah. you know... I think it gave the choruses more of a sense of elation when you got to them. Yeah. Because it's that, like, walking a tightrope of watching David Baddiel singing. And then when you got to the chorus, you're like, yeah, we've made it! I think it was, you know, um, bed, in Bedlam, the... Um, the mental hospital in London. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah in no, the I've... well, in the you know, in the 18th century, when you could Love go days. on tours of Bedlam yeah. and go in, I imagine it's the Hello, sort of sound. Bedlam. <laughs> yeah, I think you'd, you'd, you'd as you walk past the, one one of the locked cells, <laughs> you, that's the kind of voice you'd hear coming out of it. <laughs> so many jokes. That bit. So many jokes. So many. Are you all right in there? <laughs> you all right? And then suddenly they fly at the bars. I've just over their record. shoulder is, is Catherine Jenkins holding a red hot branding iron. <laughs> so you're pleased with it? Well, I can't wait to hear it. I never it. said I was pleased with it. Oh. Don't put words in my mouth. I was trying to you sum put up. put the words right <laughs> into my mouth! I oh, know you took the words right out of my mouth. I suppose this was the prequel to that. That's you exactly. put the words right into my mouth! <laughs> Guess it was when you were doing dentistry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've always found that song very disturbing. You took the words out of my mouth. I guess it was when you was kissing me. The very notion... Of kissing meatloaf. Yeah, but not just kiss. I've kissed many a meatloaf <laughs> in my time. I've been so pleased that it's finally arrived on the table. But I, I, but when you... Yeah. Kiss, the idea of kissing someone that your tongue should not only be probing, but has a kind mm. of supernatural element that could draw the language <laughs> yeah. from you. I bet if Catherine Jenkins kissed you, she'd put words into your mouth. I think she'd oh, put... I've been kissing Catherine. Yeah. I will rule the world one day! Sorry, what, I don't know where that came from. That was, uh, <clears throat> that was excellent, that. Was, mm. it, was you advertising a film? <laughs> <laughs> mm. I'll tell you something on, on the subject of uh, home entertainment. Mm. I read that 28,000 families in the UK have still got black and white television sets. 28,000? Black and white television sets. Are they, all, are they all in the Birmingham area? How dare you say that? <laughs> no. Isn't there something extremely cool about it? I think there is something cool. You know what I'd quite like is to have a black and white telly and all kind of plasmed up in HD and someone comes round and says, oh, your telly's black and white. Yeah, I prefer it this way. <laughs> well, you can just turn yeah. the colour off your exactly. big one. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, silly. <laughs> I, I would like the old... Uh, I'd like, a, you know, a nine-incher. Well, I think we all would. <laughs> 
No, I'd like the old nine-inch black and white telly. The thing is, if With you're With the watching... little aerial, Frank, on the top. Oh, I love an aerial. But everything would look like an art house movie. Yeah. You know, you'd watch Hole in the Wall and it'd be like, it'd be like watching a Fellini film. It'd be, <laughs> it'd be, it gives everything that kind of classic. And X Factor would be like some sort of Tony Hancock episode. Yeah. Mm. It, I, I mean, it, it would be good in that respect, I think. And, of course, for dogs, apparently, you can only see in black and white. And I didn't know that. Yeah, dogs, that can, dogs can only see in black and white. Even Hitler's dog. All of them. It, uh, Hitler's dog, more than any dog, only saw in <laughs> black and white. It was a dog of extremes. <laughs> no, you must have seen those paintings of uh, dogs playing snooker. Oh, yeah. Imagine what a long game that was. <laughs> could only play, could only see black and white. I mean, they'd be, where, where'd that go? Was that red? No, brown. <laughs> oh, I don't believe I don't believe it. <laughs> and then they'd just lose control and just chase the balls. Yeah. Yes. Or chase their tails, best of all. Mm. Maybe brilliant. mark out their territory. Oh, that, that wouldn't be nice. No, we don't, want, we don't want them doing that. But I, uh, I'm, quite, I'm quite up for that. I'm quite feeling a bit of black and white. I think it's good. When I was uh, a child, um, I thought like a child, but when I became a man, I put away put foolish... Di- now, I... Um, you could buy these screens mm. in the uh, from the, the the newspaper. You could send away for, and they were like they had like three colours. They had red, green, and blue in in sort of lines down them. And you used to put them in front of your black and white tello, telly, <laughs> in front of your black and white telly, and it made it look a bit like a coloured really? telly in a, in a very vague, odd kind of way. Do you, do you know something? <laughs> I've just thought of something interesting, which I don't think you two know. <laughs> You've thought of something interesting. Why don't you yeah. tell us and we'll be the judge of that? My dad was the first man on colour television. <gasps> Not in our house, because the first <laughs> thing we watched was the Flintstones. <laughs> was <laughs> he in there? Weren't well, you watching a late well, night right, experimental art show on BBC? Was he the one that used to go, All right, Fred. Is that him? No. I'd like to watch Nick Robinson for the BBC's political coverage in black and white. It'd be like watching Bilko. He should be in black and white at all times. Your dad was on the first ever colour. So they were doing broadcast. experimental broadcasts in the sixties, and it was an art, sh- a late night art show. He was doing kind of like um, the late review sort of thing, and yeah, it was my dad. There you go. I think it's on. Well, they have got the clip on YouTube, I think, but it's in black and white. <laughs> well, that suggests that the whole story's been concocted. Okay. So, did anyone have coloured TVs though? Very few, only our mm. friends and a few of our friends, really. Okay. <laughs> but um, I don't think there are many, many When, when we got there. the collar telly, my old man was so excited, because we were quite late getting the collar telly. Um, and you got he, it last year, didn't you? <laughs> he turned the collar up absolutely full <laughs> whack. <laughs> so everybody, you know, you get the news on, it seemed to be read by the singing detective. There's this red <laughs> face, everyone had got bright red faces. And if you tried to change it, you say, no, 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 get our money's worth out of it. <laughs> <laughs> Only when he went out could we watch it anywhere near. It was like gazing into a furnace. <laughs> Very strange idea, I think. Also on the statistical yeah. front, oh, this is something else I re- I'm full of facts this week. What? I'm like a trivia machine. Yeah. Uh, apparently the average British adult mm-hmm. doesn't relax, put their feet up, until 8.44 in the evening. Really? 8.44. How on earth have they arrived at that accurate timing? Well, I suppose that makes kind of sense, doesn't it? I mean, mine's more like 10... But then I'm, I'm working. You don't normally. put your feet up until 10? No, I've got things to do. I'm always running. I Depends have to try- what you're putting them up for. 
I have to try on outfits for the next day. Oh. There's all that going on. Organise the staff. I've got all sorts of bits and bobs to do. I don't. I, I rarely sit down, to be honest with I, you. I like to... You know that thing when you've got a night in, and there's, not, there's nothing better than a night mm, in. I'll have a night in. Oh, God. The great, the great joy of, of a cancelled appointment. Mm. And someone says, actually, I can't make it. I've been in an automobile accident. And you think, oh, a night in. <laughs> what a joy. And you take your jeans off and that and put your, put your, put your floppies on. Mm. You know, your elasticated <laughs> waists. I mean, is, is anything better and your uggs you like an ugg don't I don't like an ugg Tony Blair no, you, likes you, an you've drank, but I love I've, I just found as, as you get a bit older that you know when you you lounge about it, it starts to hurt a bit this is why old people sit up straight most of the time because if you lie with your feet up after a bit your, your, your legs start your hips hurt and all that kind of stuff you can't lounge anymore that's why youths lounge and old people sit around as if they're waiting for the dentist but you know what I'm getting into apparently Judy Finnegan does this she just literally conducts... Does it drink? No. OK. She conducts yeah, her entire right. life from bed. So, and I've started to do that a bit. Like, I'll just get home, straight into bed, and that's it. Oh, everything. no. Oh, I, I love it. I, I love, like love it. bed. I, wa- don't, I watched... I, my sitting room is so immaculate because I never go in there. The bedroom is an absolute disgrace. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. I've heard that. So you watch telly in bed and I do and everything like in bed, honey. I do everything. No, I, I don't like being... Do my makeup in bed, oh, watch no. telly in bed. Do you eat in bed? Yeah, very much so. Do you cook in bed? <laughs> <laughs> do you... Um, do aerobics in bed? No, I don't. Do That's you compose? <laughs> do you decompose? <laughs> do you remonstrate? <laughs> I say, do you remonstrate? <laughs> No, I didn't think so. So you don't do anything in bed. I think your, your hoax has been completely blown. Well, no, I don't. You see, I ain't watching telly in bed, mainly because the telly's in the living room and it, it requires a system of mirrors, which I can't be bothered yeah. to adjust. But I've, I like to go to bed. OK, you know, one will do loving in bed, mm. but really, mainly, it, it's reading and sleeping. Really? And sleeping in bed is the best. I actually like now waking up in the night, waking up and thinking, oh, man, I'm still in bed. I've got two hours to go yet. Legitimate, (laughs) just lying with your eyes shut. And it's legitimate. You know, know, I don't have anything to do. Nothing's pressing. I can just lie like this. Nothing's pressing except my bed sores. Oh, man, it's become a joyous thing, bed. Yeah. Now, um, M... Oh, I know you've what you're going to talk you've been, about. You've been abused, haven't you? I've been a bit abused this week. <laughs> oh. Well, tell me what you think, honestly. What I like about you Well, two. I think you're a <laughs> smart... Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> what I like about you two is I know you'll be honest with me. Mm. So, um, I ran into a friend of mine this week, my friend Julian, who's a very old university friend. What do you drive? Friend. <laughs> what do I drive? Yeah. Why do you ask me? Oh, I thought you were discussing some sort of prank. <laughs> no. Oh, okay. No, it wasn't a fender bender. Um, so I ran into Juliet, and he was with this little boy who's lovely. I said, "Hi, George. How are you?" And he looked at me very blankly. Yeah. And Julian was a bit embarrassed, and he went, "You remember Em, don't you?" And he went, "No." And he said, "Yeah, you do, George. This is Emily. You know Em." He went, "No." Said, Come on, George. You you remember? No. And then he paused, and he went. And you know what? I've never even heard of you. <laughs> <laughs> you sure he's wow. not a doorman? <laughs> <laughs> now I know how Jane Middlemiss feels every day of her life. It was awful. 
wonderful. Oh, dear. <laughs> and what can you... I mean, you can't say that to a... Did, did, did I you I felt laugh? really upset. And oh, I you thought, were upset? No, I just... I wanted to respond and say something bitchy, but I thought it wouldn't be mm, a that, good that look. That wouldn't have... I, I thought... I'd come out of that exchange badly. So yeah. I went, oh, sweet. <laughs> you should have said, you know what, George? <laughs> you look like a sort of pickle leek. <laughs> he doesn't. He's actually very good looking. Is he? Well, that mm. makes it worse, doesn't he? <laughs> He's not going to get any nicer. Let's you face it. Say, you know what, George? You're never going to find love. <laughs> Well, I think this is getting rather harsh. <laughs> I'm starting to feel bad about this now. Yes, but no, there is something peculiarly upsetting when a child insults you like that, I think. Well, there's a feeling, like, isn't there, that children just speak the truth and you mm. think... And, and also, there's always that feeling as well, as you heard the parents say something That's what like I was that. thinking. Yeah. It's hardly likely the parents <laughs> would have said, I saw Em the other day <laughs> and, the, and the wife would say, I, I've never even... <laughs> That's unlikely. <laughs> but, yeah, you do think that hatred has been encouraged at home. <laughs> I went to a friend's house once, and he got a little sister. I suppose she was about, maybe about ten. Mm. And uh, she suddenly said, "I wasn't even speaking to her. I was talking to him." And she suddenly said, "You've got evil eyes." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, I had them in a in a bag. You know those goldfish bags you get from? They had, had about four eyes in there. I think there was two blues and a brown. I'd just plucked from people in the street. It was his karate move, I was proud. No, she looked at I can't believe she said that. I know, it was... I can't it, believe she said that. It was, um... And there was another one. You've got very kind, nice eyes. They're Thanks. not evil. Maybe I, yeah, maybe I was just looking at her in a yule <laughs> And then another, again, uh, a younger sister, actually. I went to... Uh, right, and, and she... I don't know what... She was just looking at me, the way kids really stare at yeah. me. That's another thing that... One oh, of the great, I hate it when they stare at you. Oh, I see, I, I miss staring. I... I I think when you're an adult, you've got to be careful about staring. Yeah. But I love really staring, really, like, you know, perusing people. Yeah. Um, that's the joy of Big Brother, really, isn't it? Well, that's true. Anyway, so um, she was looking at me, so I just stick my, stuck my tongue out. And um, she said, your tongue is like a spike. <laughs> <laughs> right? And I thought, well, you know, I don't want to press this any further. Yeah. And... Um, I went round the house, oh, probably a, a month later, and she went, oh, it's the spike. <laughs> <laughs> that had become your moniker. Exactly. The spike. <laughs> I'll, show, I'll show you my tongue. Oh, I like it. it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. And it's quite I pointy. like the fact that you're the spike. That's like the name that the police give a criminal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> police are looking for a man with a spiky tongue. <laughs> Look, I'm known, by the, known as the spike. The spike. Has been seen in the West Bromwich area. <laughs> Yeah, I wasn't. I wasn't sure about it. When I used to wear, I used to wear an earring. Did you really? What? Yes. Did you not notice? Why did you what stop? What the hell? Well, I got it. It was an engagement thing. An engagement ring. An engagement <laughs> earring. We were, <laughs> I got it for when we got engaged with Laura. Me the trouble is with an engagement earring mm. is that the kneeling. You don't need to finish that sentence. Well, it's the, the kneeling trouble with ritual. an engagement earring. You know when you kneel to give them the. So when you <laughs> kneel, you can't reach the ear. It's. I mean, it's it's got problems why, written all over. Why it. didn't you get a ring? Well, because um, men don't have engagement rings. No, they don't have earrings unless they work in a fairground. 
So, yes, yeah, so, so when you had the engagement earring. <laughs> well, what this little child said is nothing compared to what Emily's <laughs> just said, so the anecdote... No, but I want to know, if, as you're still with, um, with Laura, yeah. why did you Amazingly. discard the uh, engagement <laughs> ring? <laughs> well, I think one day, um, because the thing is, you wear something like that and then you just forget you're wearing it, but you forget that every time someone sees you, they notice the thing that's different about you. So <laughs> once they've noticed all of those things, then they think about the earring. Mm. So people think, oh, he's wearing an earring. And one day Laura said, no, you don't have to wear that if you don't want to. How long did so you I wear it for? Seven years. Can I just say that meant she didn't like it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I, I guess. Can I also say that these people who only notice the earring, you'd mm. think seven years in, novelty would have worn off. Mm. I meant um, when you meet new people. Okay. But um, a child... Once. Do you meet many new people? <laughs> Not if I can... Um, if I can help it. Okay. I don't like meeting new people. I don't much. I don't like strangers anymore. No. I don't want to... Im- when I say strangers, I mean people I don't know really, really well. Oh, I love a visit from a stranger. <laughs> <laughs> but let's not get into that now. I've never had an earring, I must say. I've never been uh, never been partial. Never had a tattoo, never had an earring. That surprises me. I thought you might be one of those ears pierced at three in the buggy <laughs> ones. No? No. I had an eyebrow ring at one point. Did you really? Yeah. He's got a weird double life, Frank, that <laughs> I don't wish to know about. I would only have an eyebrow ring if I was going to go for... If I had one bad eye and I was going to opt for a suspended monocle. <laughs> <laughs> And I, I think that would be quite nice, it just hanging there. But um, I don't know what they're about either. Apparently when people get pierced, it's it's very um, addictive. You get something pierced and then you want something else pierced. And before you know you, where you are, you're that woman that stands on the South Bank in London who advertises herself as the most pierced woman and who basically looks like a box of paper clips. Have you seen her? No. She's absolutely... I mean, if there's ever a lightning storm down there, <laughs> stay well away from that woman because... She could go. Yeah, she's the most. You should go and have a look at her. She's amazing. Mm. You can't see her. She's just a face full of um, coils. <laughs> face full of coils. <laughs> the Mary Stope story. Oh, <laughs> God. Well, that's that autobiography title worked out. And then um, the child said, Why are you wearing an earring like a girl would wear? <laughs> Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio.